I'm Lacey. And I'm Kippen. We're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story. And we're welcoming you to our own little book club. This is One Page More, a podcast. Great. Hey, Lacey. Hey, Kippen. How are you? I'm good. I I think I'm done with Christmas and I well the shopping part and earlier we we're trying to get this all together you mentioned that you had already had like part one of Christmas which I totally forgot yeah I um since we live so far away from our families the last two years and we want to do Christmas at our house it's been way more fun to do our like big reveal for our gifts even if it's like four days before Christmas because they have no idea so yeah, they got their big scooters. The twins did. The baby opened her first presents ever, and we had a great time. So yeah, I cannot hardly believe it's the end of the year either. I know, and Q four has been dragging. Obviously, we've uh, let the podcast fall through the cracks, but you know what? <laughs> I feel like everything in my life is being bootstrapped right now. It was so funny whenever I was so, of course, I had to like leave my children and just like kind of go away to be able to have a little bit of peace and quiet. I was thinking like, yes, you're right. This podcast has kind of tumbled down a hill at a fast speed from like we were so on the ball. But I was just thinking like it has been, I've been so proud of us that we've like, you know, this is I think our 10th or 11th book we've read this year. I, It has been years since I've read this many books, like I'm embarrassed to say that as much as I love to read. So yeah, I'm proud of us. Same. We've done our best. <laughs> you know that I'm on like my podcast game. Like I listen to so many podcasts and I don't think that I've read this many books or this consistently since I was like first had a baby and I had to pump at work. And so I had probably like three you know, 30 minute periods at work throughout the day where I was just sitting there like strapped to a breast pump and I would just like listen to an audiobook. And that's actually when I discovered through you the Outlander series. And I listened, I think that year I listened to all of them, which is maybe like six books or something. Uh, but I thought the it was like sad, nine. Maybe it's not. I mean, there are so many and they are so long so that year I swear it felt like I had read 20 books but you had r- right well that, <laughs> that's actually exactly what I was gonna say it's like you know maybe like every year I read like a really thick trilogy or something yeah and you know and that's like that does it for me where I'm like okay I've allotted 50 hours of listening so this is enough <laughs> totally this book okay let's I think are you ready to jump in this was a fun yes. one let's do it Okay, so this is um, our recap over One to Watch, a novel by Kate Stamen London. A very fun and enjoyable book, especially if anyone is like me and is a bachelor slash bachelorette slash bachelor in paradise obsessed freak. I loved it so much. It was so nice too. We're right here at Christmas to just have something super easy to read. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I agree with you. I actually, so I got the, um, I got this from the library. And then I was also listening to an audiobook at the same time. And the audiobook was 
very serious and kind of sad. Wait, and... of this book? No, 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 no. A different oh, book. I was like, How is... okay, okay. No, Wild, a totally different book. Like, occasionally I will try and read two books at the same time. Just because, like, right now I have so many errands and stuff I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I can, like, have a po- have a audiobook and then I'll have the book that I'm reading. Um, and actually it was perfect because I could go back and forth between, like, super light and then, like, kind of the dark. But I was very interested in this book from page like one and I was super excited to like sit down and read it and just finish it really fast because I knew that I could because it just grabbed me and it's it's been a minute since that happened like with fifth season even though it was so good and it was so well written like it it's just like you really have to chew on it and this Mm -hmm. was just easy breezy see I felt that same way the last so um I think maybe there's like 400 pages like right at 400 pages the last 100 I'm not even kidding I read it maybe like 90 minutes like something <laughs> crazy I was just like blazing by so and that to me is always like this to me is like a perfect book if you're like you know you're on the beach or mm-hmm. you have like like you said you've got a lot of like difficult things or something and you just need like a simple little get away yep. like let me escape into the simplicity of this book I, you know I'm not like super devoted to it I can just kind of quickly pick it up yes I will say well maybe we should do our um, ratings then we can jump in so what would you what would be your rating for this book what do you think I want to hear yours first <laughs> okay honestly no no this is this is going to sound crazy but I'm just going to do it I'm going to give this book a four and a half stars okay however um, this this is not a four and a half stars, and I'm just, I believe maybe before I've rated it has, like it has to be graded on a curve, right? Exactly, exactly. Yes. The grade alone was a four and a half to a five to me for sure, but it yes. was like a much heavier book. It had so many different elements. This to me is like a if I want a simple fun read, this is a four and a half stars. If I want something a bachelor content or bachelor adjacent, perhaps this is a four and a half stars so yeah it's, it's not just four and a half stars if you're like if you're wanting you know you, you got to keep the expectations <laughs> yes somewhat low and simple here I would give it a three and a half to four it for pure entertaining read like it it's true it's like it's not going to change the world it didn't even change me very much right. but I really enjoyed it. I was super entertained. I think the reason why I can't go fully four to four and a half, even though when I first started this book, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the rom-com that I've been waiting for. This is the best chick lit book that I've read in a really long time. Um, but for whatever reason, like I was kind of over it by that last hundred pages. I was just like, okay, like the the last kind of two little twists were so obvious I, to me. I cannot wait for us to get into these because yeah. it, is, it is. So I was just yes, like kind of over I it, I guess. Does that make sense? It was like, I was just I, a little over it. I think it, the, and this is exactly what I mean, where if you like The Bachelor, that yeah. it is, they poured in every trope that you will find in the bachelor show (laughs) so that is why for me like you're right it was totally predictable but that's exactly kind of how i see the show but it's like Mm -hmm. it's such 
fun entertainment that I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, sure. You want to throw in an asexual character? I, okay. Was, you know what? I'm just going to. Is that on The Bachelor? Has that ever been done? <laughs> well, I don't know about The Bachelor. <laughs> but I mean, like, the level of, like, a very rare gem. Like, you know, maybe they haven't had an asexual person on The Bachelor, but they did have, like, a insanely hot 24-year-old long blonde-haired woman who was a taxidermy um, or taxidermist. I mean, like, you know, it's like you're really, like, reaching into the uh, deep pressures to find something like this. Those casting directors earned their money. Um, I should say from the top, I, like, I just can, you know what? More power to you. I don't think ill of anyone that watches Bachelor Bachelorette and I actually feel like I would probably like Bachelor in Paradise I've just never sat down and done it it's just uh not the way I want to spend my time I guess is the is the thing I enjoyed the one season that I tried (laughs) <laughs> I don't watch. It was a great season, by the way. You picked a great season, right? To watch. It was with Hannah, whatever her name is, Brown, Hannah Brown, yeah. And I enjoyed it, but it just like the episodes were so long, and it was the same as this book. Where and this book was not long; it was nice and short. But I was just over it. I'm like, I can't watch another recap. Oh my gosh! Like, I can't. Oh, I feel like I'm being suffocated. <laughs> well, this episode is five hours long. <laughs> Okay, and I need to also put a timestamp on this that right now, as we're speaking, the season finale for Tasha's The Bachelorette season is running right now. So I cannot wait to finish this up, run home, and start watching. So we're on yep. two different spectrums on that like front. So it's going to be, I think, interesting to read. So do you want to maybe give a quick little um, synopsis of the story before we jump into the plot? Yeah, so our main character is B, um, also known as Beatrice. She is a plus size uh, Instagram fashion blogger, influencer. Um, she kind of starts off in her life as like a huge loner, uh, struggles a little bit with depression, like doesn't like how her body looks yada 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 she goes to Paris during college and finds herself and finds a love of fashion and then she founds this site called oh my b that or omb um and just you know finds her following and her and her friend are diehard fans of this show which is a riff off the bachelorette called main squeeze um and she kind of one night writes this like expose on main squeeze and why they need to cast people who are more diverse um across the board but a lot of like why is everyone a size two why do they all look the same yada 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 well her post goes viral and people start like actually hating the show and boycotting it and so the producers loop her in and are like well we want you to star in main squeeze like we want you to be the first one and she's very um reticent to do it she has spent the last year reeling after a one night stand with her long term like unrequited love interest who has totally like burned her and she's just been having this terrible year and she goes on the show and it's like, will she find love? I don't know. We'll see. And so 
um, be herself. Uh, let's start here. I was interested, like, I myself am, like, usually, like, a size 12, like, size 14, even, like, at my very skinniest, I'm, like, a size 10, and I'm, like, very, very curvy, so I totally relate to the plus size part of it, but B herself is supposed to be, like, a size 20-ish, 22, she clarifies it as medium fat, which I was, like, I have never heard this terminology in my life. And I looked it up and apparently like there's a scale of like small fat, like technically I'm like a in-betweeny or whatever. I'm not technically in that realm. Uh, There's like small fat, medium fat. Did she even say like infinifat is one of them? Super fat, I think. Super fat and then infinifat. And I was like, wow, like so much. Uh, a true scale here (laughs) yeah so there's this whole scale of things but it was really interesting um like just reading about that part of it and like her I think the author is obviously plus size too so I did enjoy that part of it and I felt like the way they showcased her and how she was in relationships and how she looked at herself and how she had found confidence but still like had you know her issues and like just had like fear and felt self-conscious like I felt like the book did a great job in painting that part of her like made it very realistic is what I'm trying to say I agree especially about like the the low um the low self I'm like she I want to say low self-esteem but maybe it's more of like a a lower self-confidence where she would she felt confident at times, but then she certainly, it was, I will say it was extremely hard for me to read some, some of the times. So I enjoyed how the book was written. Um, there was a lot of um, blog excerpts, um, tweets, oh, yeah. and it was just kind of written in this like kind of fun way. But mm-hmm. they, she definitely, um, the author, what is her name? Kate? Uh, yes. Exposed um, a lot of like the really the, the dark the darker things right. like exactly where it was like you know maybe yeah. she'd post a picture of herself and it was like oh wow like you need to jump on a scale and then immediately run to the you know like gym and you're like right. you're so fat and obese and you're really promoting this and and I've read a a few things on different you know social medias of people but it was it was almost kind of shocking to me like how often she kept po- like you know writing these things into the point that I was kind of like wow like is this like would it really be this level of like consistency or you know what I mean like you know I mean I guess you kind of always maybe expect like a rare person to come in with like a you know something totally stupid and off the wall and like hateful yeah. but the level of that she continually wrote it in was for sure hard to read I would say that I it was hard to read I, I know those people exist, though. The thing that I didn't really know if it would happen this way was later in the book, one of the characters, when they get kicked off, like, just goes off on her and how she's, like, just mm-hmm. horrible and disgusting and none of them actually like her and, like, just really gets in her head. I just couldn't – I don't know if I believed if that, if that person would have actually – 
done that and like had the balls to do that on live television i would knowing, like to say no but there are people so on the bachelor <laughs> you know that, that obviously like what this kind of spoofed off of that have went and done and said insane things so for it so whenever i read that i, I agreed but i was reminded so the first black bachelorette they cast a racist man on her season and you know what i mean so it's like what on this earth where you would think that cast and producers would want to protect or they definitely allowed that to be shown like you know so it's like they're did he say anything to her uh he definitely made comments and i think maybe it was after he was like he he wasn't given a rose or something or other i don't know if it was directly towards her that was several Mm -hmm. years ago but yeah they he was for sure cast and people for sure knew that he was racist so I, but like i said i think it was as he was leaving That's and maybe so like in passing comments to the people while they were there but yes people for sure will you know the, the followings and whatnot that you can get through tv shows people will jump to get on there regardless of you know how they actually feel they will proclaim these feelings right oh. you're right i i mean so, i'm just thinking uh-huh. of like my own life i feel like i never was super bullied but there were definitely like you know there's always like that mean kid on the bus that like uh-huh. called me shrek and it's like okay i'm a size 10 i can't imagine what they would say to someone that was like bigger right, than like, me actually. or less self-confident or what else whatever that was considered b-sized right, right like that would be very hard and i have friends who are like bigger than me and I know that they've dealt with stuff like that so I think I think that like the first part of it where it's just showing like trolls and then also the part where when so they keep it a secret that B is actually going to be the main squeeze so when the men show up they're like you know expecting a size two normal normal in quotation marks um casting for this and they're all like very confused and some of the stuff they say is extremely hurtful and it's like I could actually see it kind of going down like that I would hope that more people were more graceful (laughs) just like I think I I felt very much what she said so some of the comments that were made by some of like the personal trainers I believe, you know, people certainly said that kind of stuff where it was almost like, oh, I'll help you lose this weight kind of thing. Or like, <laughs> together we can work hard instead of being like, wow, like, you know, you're so right. beautiful the way that you are. And like, I can, you know, like recognize like, oh, like maybe they have their own health journey that they're working on anyways, instead of being like, oh, I need to come in here and solve this problem for them. Yeah. So like, that was like an example that I was like, oh, that seems very plausible to me. And I think I have my own bias because there's certainly people that I know that have said like, horrible things are just like nasty towards women and I know that they are specifically around weight and yet they are overweight and single and you know in their 40s or whatever and have been you know who I'm talking about (laughs) I think but like um so it's harder for me to think that someone that was outgoing and would actually go on a show like that would be that do you know what I mean? Because, like, I don't think that person would say it to somebody's face, even if they'll talk about it behind their back. Um, so that, to me, was, like, a little, it was a little um, less believable. People, but it's, like, who knows? Who knows? People can be so brazen that I'm, like, I yes. just don't know anymore. I just don't yes, know. it's true. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, so you, you mentioned um, right before B, you know, gets or goes off 
onto the main squeeze she goes through this like devastating heartbreak which mm-hmm. is whenever she's with ray who was maybe like i think like for 10 years had been her quote best friend um yes. and, you know and in parentheses like her secret lover or one ray the lover. f boy that's the one <laughs> exactly. word that coming the, into my mind what was it was you know, there's so many parts. I'm like, wow, like, you know, how what an interesting way to write this. Like, so it writes it as Ray is this like classically handsome um, attorney. They both went through, I think they maybe were both like peons at work and truly became like great friends. He goes off and follows this girl to another city. He gets engaged. They He comes over for one night. Um, and they're, you know, she's got this like plans where they're going to go and they're going to hang out with their friends. And, you know, she and like just stuff kind of just basically seems like it's just not going right. And then all of a sudden it's like the two of them in the sack. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, you know, yeah. of course, she's like fascinated with this man. But she's just written out this whole thing about like how he's got his, you know, his future is kind of like laid out. And then she just kind of like. You know, just kind of like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And then, like, you know, she wakes the next morning and he's gone and won't reply to messages. And Oh, yeah. And, like, it, it did make me really sad, Lacey, that she's, like, 31 years old. If she had been 23, I felt like that might have been more understandable. It was a little weird to me that she was so, I'm not old, I'm 31, but, like, She'd had other relations. I mean, not long-term relationships, but she had dated. Like, she had had sex with other people or had relationships <laughs> with other people. So it was kind of weird to me that she was so, one, willing to jump in bed with this guy who she knew was engaged. <laughs> right. And I believe it maybe made it sound like she had hung out with the girl also. So it was like they had a relationship, not as strong yeah. of a relationship, but still they were in communication. Right. And that that'll come back around in the end of it. Like it kind of bites her in the butt, obviously, and she doesn't feel proud of it. Um, But yeah, Ray isn't that that I I just kind of wish that they had cast her a little young or made her a little younger because I didn't quite understand how she could still be so in love with this guy one and only. Yeah. And they hadn't even like lived in the same city. It sounded like for like five years. So I think maybe it said two years and right. And I agree uh, with certain parts because it was, I think maybe the most um, like far as like romantic thing that happened between them. They had like one like drunken kiss or something. So yes. it was like, she was painting 10 years on one little kiss. On that obviously like man honestly that lived across the country. Right. Like I've been around some weird drunk people. They'll kiss pretty much anyone. You know what I'm like? There's not a lot of stock. She should know better. Yeah, I just felt like she should know better. But uh, one thing you said earlier about like her confidence, B definitely finds her confidence in control. And that's a theme throughout the book. Like she she's very into fashion because it makes her feel powerful and in control and she goes through this whole thing about how you know it does worry her if she shows up to a place on a date and she didn't get to pick the place because like what kind of chairs are they gonna have is -hmm. she gonna like comfortably fit in the booth is she going to have to do something that makes her uncomfortable and I totally get that like it makes a lot of sense. And I think that that's like a re- like a very serious reality for a lot of people who 
are of a larger size, like that they're having to kind of navigate. And also she never wants to make other people feel like they have to go out of their way or to draw attention to her in that way. She wants it to be like easy and flowing. So she goes out of her way to plan everything to show up early to like always have everything anyone would need because she doesn't want to be a burden. Um, I think that that also says like so much about like who, who she is. And like, like, just like you said, like, you know, she wants to have this power. She wants to be confident, but she also really needs, like she needs the absolute ability to be able to basically, like you said, just like control it all, which is so interesting when you think about the, the idea of the TV show, like the main squeeze, because you certainly are given a, you know, you've got a little bit of leeway. Like you get to pick and choose who you want to have. You can maybe choose you want to go on a certain date, but you've definitely got these producers, ugh, producers and whatnot pulling the strings of like, you know, like we're going to drop this little bombshell on there, or we're going to take you to this special location that maybe, <laughs> you know, you had like a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, whatever, some problems in beforehand. And so it's like, she really, that was, that was very interesting that she allowed herself to kind of go through that where she lost a lot of her ability to kind of be in charge mm-hmm. yeah totally um so let's get on to the show and the men like how did you like the way that kind of the show was portrayed uh the people on the show the other kind of character we haven't talked about is lauren the showrunner mm-hmm. and the main producer on the show and kind of her like backup person um i one thing i thought was a little weird was that they didn't uh, she never really had a scene where it talked about maybe like the downtime. I have to imagine while they're on these dates or while they're just shooting in general that there has to be like some downtime. I mean, I guess they go over it maybe one time, but like when they have to do reshoots of something or when they they're like oh like we actually didn't get your dialogue that great like can you do that and like kiss again like that has to happen right that for sure happens because they've got to have you know like the specific footage but i guess that's a good point i guess maybe the book just wasn't super long and and unless you're a producer or someone that has worked in you know reality tv like you know maybe like how would you know how to write about that is what i would think so i don't know Maybe she does have tons of experience, but. (laughs) Well, so her main guys in the book are Sam, who's really young. He's like, he's, he's maybe 23 or 24. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like a free spirit. His parents are both like high powered doctors, but he did, he was a teacher for a little while, but he's kind of like untethered, um, but super like nice and. And they're all, like, very traditionally handsome and buff and whatever. Uh, You have Luke, who is French, a chef, the bad boy. You have Wyatt, the Oklahoma farm boy, who looks like the football captain. And you have Asher, uh, the Brooklyn or Vermont, I guess, uh, sexy college professor. And Jefferson, the only like chubby cast like that was the only um plus size husky dude that was cast am i missing that, anybody 
No, those are the top five. Okay. And then, of course, there's like a, there's a handful of like men who, you know, okay. refer to her in like super derogatory remarks that are on the show. There's a handful of like oh, yeah, there's people that bins. have like very, right, very little substance. There's like five bins that are <laughs> initially cast. You know, there's, there's a I'm handful pretty of sure, little... like, doesn't one of them call her like a heifer or something to her face? To, mm, I don't on know if it's boat? to her what are the villains they oh, call her something right. oh right and casually make it and like wail and like casually throwing out like you yeah know, little, catch me yeah, walking yes, off they the did. set like yeah, I don't was... think I like she kind of downplayed that I mean obviously it hurt feelings and she said something back Kip and like, listen to me listen to me as a grown woman I'm a grown woman and if this is my show I cannot even. I am trying not to cuss on this podcast, but with what I'm wanting to say, but I would literally, I, I just cannot imagine myself. And certainly not allowing someone to stay. They're probably not definitely. You'd have producer involvement, being like, oh, like you know, like wanting to keep, you know, like you said, a little a villain. You you gotta yes. have a villain. But man, it would be it'd be burning me up. So it certainly would. Yes. Like today at the park, this there was a little boy there, a tiny like he was like probably eleven years old, and he was swearing like a sailor. And I finally went over to him I'm like, "Hey, um, there's a lot of little kids here. Can you uh try not to use that language?" He looked at me and goes, "What language? I don't have a language." And I go, "Excuse me, it." triggered i was so pissed and afterwards i was like did i really just try and go like toe-to-toe with a 10 year old like what is wrong with you Kip? i was like where's your mother here's what i need to know what? did you hear him using that language later yes or no oh he he was like uh I, i'll go tell her myself and he ran off and i but followed yes, him that. and went and talked to his mom and they left you spoke to the mom yeah or she he's... was like oh i'm so sorry and then they left i was like i hope you get tore up goodbye little child what i'm Never saying my is playground i again. am petty low and have a horrible temper like i would have never been able to pull this off no yeah you're right you told you totally would have just like laid into somebody <laughs> and and that was really interesting I've got to say something else interesting. That is like my catchphrase on here. I am sorry, people. I need to expand my vocabulary. It is hard. <laughs> but so often in the show, especially with the females, there's always like a couple of like monologues. Like you, this last season, there was a woman named Claire who every time it was, it was like a, a major point of, um, of talking in all the podcasts that I listen to that talk about the bachelorette where she would like look off into the distance and say this, you know what I mean? Like she had sat there in the mirror and she knew exactly <laughs> what to I mean, a 39 year old woman and I watched whatever, whatever. But there never really was like a moment in this where I'm like, that was like one of like the few things that I kind of expected because, you know, every right. time we're turning around in this boat, they've got, you know, we talked about they've got the villains they're talking about the hometowns and there's always the people that are like oh i love you or i care for you and you know and, mm-hmm. and likewise you're seeing the lead that's like oh like mm, i'm not really sure if i'm at that level yet you know you're seeing the people you're meeting the parents and you've got the parents that are a little bit hesitant like it's got all the little things but it never really had her i felt like kind of go in 
with like this extreme confidence and like either lay into somebody or send somebody home. Oh, I don't know. Just, uh, it just didn't have it. Extreme charge. It didn't have it for her, but it did have it from the male perspective. So the dude that gets kicked off that like tells her off is Jefferson, like the little chunky one. And he definitely has his monologue that he was like, you know, practicing. Um, And then there's some other points where I was like, it was very romance forward, which is something I struggle with a little bit where I'm just like, what if people actually talked like this? Like, (laughs) have I ever had a conversation even remotely close to this with my own husband who I have known for 12 plus years? No, never. You know what I mean? When they're like, I just, uh, I feel so guarded and I, I just don't know why. And the man will be like, why do you think you feel guarded like that? <laughs> it sounds like you're speaking to your therapist. Yes. Like, it was very like therapist or even like a girlfriend, you know, like I just don't know any men that talk like that. So that was like kind of funny, but also very produced. And I totally think people do talk like that on reality TV shows. That's true. I really, I will say, so we've talked a little bit about the men and there's definitely so much more to say, but <laughs> one of my favorite characters, uh, is Marin, Marin, how would you say it? Her bestie. Uh, Marin. Marin. Marin to me was like, she's exactly like the friend that you want to have. It's like yeah. what I find in you where it's like, you will be a great friend, but you also, sometimes you've got to be like, look, honey. I know. I need to tell you the truth. Like you need that sometimes. Marin Marin was on her side, like truly yes. on her side the whole time. She really was. She did a great job. Also, she had the ability whenever Ray totally kind of screwed her over and poor old B was still like trying to throw herself at him. Mm-hmm. I loved how Marin, I will say, actually when I read this, here's what it made me think of whenever I was in college. One of my closest friends had a, she went through a bit of a um, emotionally abusive relationship and it was uh, like a total yo-yo, like back and forth. Mm -hmm. And as a very close friend, it was super hard to see because every time they would break up, I would be like, oh, like, I'm so glad she's away from me. And then, you know, very quickly afterwards, they'd get, you know, they'd make it get back together. And it was really hard because I knew that like, she was really like, even though she was crazy like head over heels for this person it was like I knew I'm like this is not your person like you cannot tie yourself down to this person for the rest of your life (laughs) so it was really interesting to me to see it from like basically she said some of the things that I really wanted to say and occasionally would but also I also kind of found myself having to like bite my tongue because you know this she loved him so I'm like okay like I want to say this to you but I also don't want to I don't want to cut off our relationship. So I kind of liked how she, you know, I wasn't at the maturity where I just kind of threw three sheets of the wind and said it anyways, but how, you know, they're a couple of like early thirties. So basically she's like, okay, you know, she was able to kind of put it into the words, say what she needed to say. Basically be like, I love you. You're my best friend. Leave this man. He's trash. Yeah. So anyways, loved her throughout the whole book. I I loved Marin too. And I actually loved her because she didn't even come. She came through during the show, but she also like kind of called out B on her BS when mm-hmm. she was reeling after Ray ghosted her. Like, and she was flaking and being a hermit and not wanting to leave her house. Like, 
the way that they interacted was really sweet and like very genuine with like hey I know you're having a hard time but we would love to have you know what I mean like we would love for you to actually show up to this and you know this means a lot to her or whatever but like without kind of overstepping and being mean like she was really understanding and she really championed her to like go on the show in the first place like she was a good hype man for her and um, I loved when it called her or whenever so pretty early in the season Marin was able to go on the show and kind of like help pick out like two suitors that would really um you know like that she felt like would really mesh with B and to me I'm like oh as someone who loves being a matchmaker but never like you know at this point like almost all my close friends are either married or in serious relationships like I don't have this opportunity anymore I would I would be thrilled to do something like this so it was so fun to me how two of the people that she picked were like like totally spot on like yeah very much like what she was interested in and it was actually ended up being two of the ones that went like to the end of the show so I was like how fun Here's another thought I had about the book, just about, like, B as a character. I felt like I never really understood what B's personality in real life was really like. Because we got a lot of her inner feelings and thoughts and her inner dialogue. Um, but so much of that was, like, wishy-washy or feeling unconfident or upset by something. Um that it was hard to kind of pin down like what really did make her special she didn't seem super I it said over and over again like the the guys found her like witty and strong and like funny but I felt like that actually did not come through for me I was on her team but to me she actually seemed guarded and a little immature and I don't know what the word I would try and find that. Oh, hold on. We have technical difficulty. <laughs> oh, sorry. I believe it's already been resolved. <laughs> okay. I don't know. What um, do you think? Am I just being no, too hard on her? Or no, like, I, I see exactly what you mean. There's something missing. So w- one of the things that I did fr- enjoy was, yeah, she was definitely, she had a lot of cute little quippy um, comments that she would make whenever she was with the men that, you know, you really, like you're saying, like in the inner monologue, we really didn't, I felt like you didn't right. see that yeah. side of it, but she was definitely very flirty and fun. Mm-hmm. But I agree with what you're saying, where a lot of the times it was, you know, she would, even like while she was on the dates, this one-on-one, she would kind of like have this, like, like she kind of sees up and be like, oh, but he doesn't really like me. I'm just an overweight woman. And he yeah. he's, he's so handsome. He would never give me the time of day. He's just here for the show or, you know, whatever. So I agree I think, I think there are individual individuals and like special people who definitely can see past that sometimes, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. And like, and and maybe they do embrace that and take that in. But yeah, for like almost like half of the cast to be that way seems yes. a bit unusual to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess also, there you go. We have Jefferson, who basically was, like, putting on an act the whole time. Right. Okay. And, and I, I never, say, I never trusted him. The, the whole time, the it get. wasn't even, wasn't even just him. I was sitting there, like, on pins and needles. Like, I just knew. I'm like, they're going to throw some, they're going to throw someone in here that I'm going to hate. And that's going to bring about all of her insecurities and, like, bring it to light. Like, I just knew it was going to happen. <sighs> While we're on actually, that. 
vein. Oh yeah. Or do you have anything else to say about Jefferson? Um, just human trash can. Other than that, no, not really. And boring. Right. She wasn't ever even interested in him anyway. He was like such a dad, like a like a dumb dad character. Kept talking about like football and grilling. And I'm like, he is not interested in any of those things. Go away. Let's come have some Kansas barbecue. Like, okay, just because we both are a little bit overweight does not mean Right. That's my only passion in life, honey. Take your ribs and leave. Um, let's talk about Luke. That was the character oh. that really, I mean, you, you mentioned that one of the characters is asexual. We'll get there. And just really quick, on the flip side, she did a great job with the little bit of screen time that each character had. I really felt like they had a fully fleshed personality that I totally got, picked up their vibe, and I understood why she liked each one of them, etc. Luke is the sexy French bad boy who is apparently polyamorous, uh, sexually fluid. <laughs> like, that, we'll do whatever that he wants wasn't a thing that I was like, I felt like she took a bit of like this tropey, like he's French. He's the most sexiest individual there. <laughs> he loves any person that you know, like anyone. He I, loves them. Like he's could a you fantastic chef. In your head, oh my gosh, because I could not. I'm like, <laughs> who is this? Right, that's what I mean. Where it's like she, it was almost like she just took every single attribute that she's ever heard about a French person and like, yeah. you know, made this like conglomerate of like <laughs> one man, but he was the perfect man. Okay, uh, I, I like Luke. I expected I was I expected him to be the the Jefferson of the story where he was going to come in right. and like you know be this like troll. He ended up being really a great character. And when we get to the end of the book, he we find out that he this whole time has been having um, a fling with Lauren, the, yes, main the producer. I, I okay. When, whenever I read it, I was like, oh my gosh! Like that's like okay, like. I, I I thought that, you know, like it wasn't too far out of the realm of possibilities. Right. But what was too far out of the realm of possibilities was her reaction to okay, it. Okay. Thank she, you. She had she had slept with this man like what, eight hours before? Seriously, and how was he even ready to have sex with somebody else? And then he must and be the most virile man alive. It was like not three hours. Was later. It, that. it was like they were saying like they're calling out each other's names. It is like she makes a comment how like everybody's getting laid and like how it's great or like something like that. And I'm like, I if know. I would have just like, can you imagine? And she's just like, oh, I know who I'm sending home now. Where I would be, I would lit, I would be wanting to run over there and smack his face so hard. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, those like kind of visceral emotions are what I was expecting. And it was very much like, okay, it was he's not so, the one for me. It was just, that did not clock with her character at all. She would have, even if she didn't, like, first of all, the, the fact that at this point, okay, so we'll back it up just a little bit. Like the, the final like three that are there are Luke, are, are Luke, um, Sam, the young guy, and Asher. And Asher this whole time is like the one that she really has like a she can kind of see herself with him long term. The other ones she's just like very attracted to and like she has fun with. But she only ends up sleeping with Luke. And I'm like 
even on the TV show, I really didn't understand how she made that decision to sleep with Luke. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I, you, here's you how I feel said some stuff to Asher. Like, I kind of get where Asher's coming from whenever he gets really upset about it and everything. And yeah, it was like water off a duck's back. Like, she even, like, kind of flirts with him whenever she kicks him off and is like, You're, you shouldn't be allowed to be this charming. I'd be like, get out of my face. Like, I would be so crushed. She, it was very interesting where it was almost like she was just so lackadaisical about the whole thing. It was just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, we slept together, no worries. And it's not like and, she has tons of sex. She well, that's literally what I, had only been with Ray in like that's the last what, two or three years. I very much felt this way because now I know, so like I said, you know, as a student of the show, I love The Bachelor. <laughs> Matter of fact, Hannah Brown season, we found out she had slept with two of the four guys there. And it, and it really wasn't, like for her, it was very like nonchalant. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever. But for the way this character was written, where she was very insecure and she really yes. was debating on who she was going to choose, but she really knew that like Asher, this father of two, like she was crazy about him and she just kind of like didn't care. And like, and not only that, but also wrote about how at one point it said like that that's who her heart really wanted to choose. Yeah. And it kept, it kept going on about how he was so jealous and it was so hard for him to kind of share her. And she was like picking up on, you know, these looks that he would give or like this vibe that he was giving off or it was very much like, I really want you to myself and it's hard for me to share. So that was another thing that I'm like, really? Like that doesn't seem like it's going to be a problem for your relationship. But yeah, that was so strange. I don't know. So strange. And then you have Sam, like, I, I get it, but I also don't. I'm like, you don't actually want to be with him at all. I almost like, even though they were very, very flirty, I don't he know. He seemed like her bestie. Like, he was yes. like another great friend. I he got, was like, constantly a, yeah. hyping her up. Yeah. They were, it was like, she, there was maybe like a line in the book where it said like the two of them, or like where she envisioned that he, um, like where she was ready to settle down and he was maybe ready to like travel the world kind of thing. Like, you know, they were, they were just kind of like in two different chapters of their lives, chapters, two yeah. different phases of their lives, basically. And he, he's the one that says, I love you to her. And she doesn't say it back, obviously, because she doesn't love him. And it, it just, it's very silly. He's like a very silly character. I, I kind of saw the allure of keeping him around, but it was more of so, <laughs> I feel like we're just jumping around so much. Yeah. But, the reason why I felt like maybe she'd want to keep him was why, um, or was what why it had asked for was basically because he was a safe choice. He was always going to be, like, he was going to care for her, and maybe they wouldn't have like this like deep love and passion kind of thing, but they would be friendly and that yeah. they would have like a good solid relationship, even if it wasn't like romantic. So that's kind of the vibe that I got off of from the Sam. But so when we bring we bring up Wyatt, so Wyatt talks oh, about it was Wyatt a virgin still I feel like maybe yeah was Wyatt a was a virgin he had he talked about his mom was a little bit concerned for him after his dad died like he had no he never brought home a girl and basically they just kind of wanted him to kind of like be they wanted to kind of push him on the nest and they were so excited he was going on the show he comes home with her and yeah, it kind of, they, they never said asexual until, like, the epilogue, but it kind of just kept being, like, I just don't really like people, or I'm not really, like, I'm not sexually attracted to people. And well, he even yeah. is, like, at some point, B tells him something, and he's, like, I have to be brave, too. I'm, 
I'm asexual and I'm only interested in platonic relationships. It was very weird. I was like, again, this is not, this is like very like, I am Wyatt, hear me roar, but it was so out of character. I'm like, that was very much like not going to happen. Who who would, and I say that wouldn't happen because it, it kept, like, you know, he didn't have the confidence to tell this to his immediate family. The people closest to him that probably would love and accept him even if they needed a little bit of time for that, but then, like, he's going to tell millions of viewers. Like, right. Hmm, okay, At the huh. same time, the way that this book is set up and the way that the stakes are kind of set up, I wonder if it would be just, like, a huge bummer and not actually very fun to read if you didn't have these extremely silly moments. I don't know. I need to find... I, I have yet to find what I would call the perfect rom-com type book (laughs) you know what I mean and so when I get when I have the gold standard then I can look back for right now I'll give it the benefit of the doubt that like if he hadn't you know proclaimed that that it would have been a bummer or something I don't know very interesting they brought forth so many characters and we haven't even really touched on our oh my gosh I know main character Asher so we better get on that because we are at 50 minutes so (laughs) Asher is I found Asher actually very likable and very realistic maybe the most realistic character besides Ray out of everybody because we haven't even gotten back to Ray yes yes um the only thing unrealistic about him we should say we have no problem with this stuff but this book does it's very woke and it feels like it's just trying really hard to check every single box it's it went like lgbtqia let me see l check b check it was like very much so down the line i don't think there was a trans character oh well i actually no there's a non-binary character so we'll (laughs) maybe Maybe they really do check every box. Wait, okay, Kippen, and I gotta say, at the very, very end of the book, and before we talk about Asher, Marin and Allison, her stylist, get together, oh and my I, was, gosh. I, I was like, I, where did that say, come from? I was kind of flipping a bird at that point because I'm like, come on now, come on, like, well, I, you know, for I love some this reason, book. I pictured Allison as like a 50 year old woman. She is a bit older, I thought. I thought she was a little bit older. Like and a, Marin is I, like 29. I was like, what? Wait, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, not that there can't be like a big age gap. Yeah. But also, it never, and it, it did mention that Marin, it did mention from the beginning that she was a lesbian. It never alluded to this with Allison, too. So it was also kind of like, you know, yeah, it's just it one of those things where it's like, it's it's too perfect. Yeah. The bow was tied too perfectly. <laughs> so, but anyways. So, it right, was so... <laughs> It was just comical at one point when you're like, oh, of course, like this book is the wokest book of all time. So like, of course, um, but Asher has like two children. One of them is non-binary and he's also like little uh, and young. And he's the reason why Asher comes on the show and Asher's wife, like basically his ex-wife, like ran off and left their family in very sad, like extreme way cheated on him left her children has almost no contact i don't see a world where asher could actually be convinced to get on this show i i actually there's just no possible way i agree he's a bit too normal 
He's yeah. a single father, a devoted single father of two. Mm-hmm. He has like a very professional career, which I mean, hey, right. he's a college I mean, professor. I guess looking there was tender. a professor on this season, but he didn't make it far. So I'm like, but still, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, that much. <laughs> he, I, I enjoy the character of Asher. Like you said, he felt very realistic. Like the, the feelings of jealousy. I, I can very much see if someone like me like was cast on the show. Like, totally. It would be super hard for me. Well, he was but, like the uh, one person that didn't really have ulterior motives. Like he really was there. Just right. To he try. didn't plan to be the next main squeeze. He yes. didn't he, right, want to be cast as the villain. He was just yeah. kind of. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say about Asher. Like I liked him. I'm glad that they ended up together. I thought that it was like a cutie way of them ending up together. I also res- like B was very like upset that he reacted in such a big way. And it kind of did paint him as a little bit of a jerk, like with this, you know, hair trigger reaction. Yeah. To something that she did. But at the same time, they're all in like reality TV mode. So I feel like it just the stress level was very high. So I, I agree. I, I almost, and of course, like with every book, I'm like, okay, like how realistic could this be? <laughs> I thought that was a bit much where I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I would want to storm out. But if I'm on national TV and I kind of know how I'm going to be portrayed, like I could maybe probably I have enough common sense to maybe be, like wait till after the ceremony, go up to them and be like, hey, I'm really not comfortable with what you did. You know what I've experienced. You didn't mm-hmm. share this with me. I don't think I should be here. I'm going to send myself home. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I probably wouldn't literally, like, throw my hands up in the air and, like, storm <laughs> out. Kind of like. I can't believe. I right. just don't like when any person is portrayed as, like, screaming at another person and basically telling them that they're a lying, like, piece of crap after. Like, he doesn't even really know her. Like, she doesn't owe him anything. That is a little extreme. That's like, that was the extreme part to me. I'm like, you just yelled at her and made her look like an idiot. Going back to the actual Bachelor, and I know, like I said, all this stuff's kind of based around this. The Lees have said with the person that they chose, they've spent around four full hours with them. It's because there's so much going on with production. You have a limited amount of time. Oh, you're normally weird. right. You're normally like, you know, 15 people. So maybe you'll have 20 minutes for, you know, individual dates or like whatever it is. So I I it's also like these people really don't know one another. Like yeah. you really don't know who it is you're getting. You have a kind of like basis of information. You you know you're you are aware whether or not you have chemistry. But yeah, you don't know a lot of their backstory. They might have like a really special traumatic, special. <laughs> they might have like a, a really important yeah. traumatic event that happened to them that they're like, oh, like you probably should know that I had cancer or mm-hmm. that, you know, like my mom died and left me in charge of my younger siblings or whatever mm-hmm. that you need to tell them about. But you probably don't have a lot of like deep details about their life. So that's good like, to know oh. because I was wondering that, like in this show, I thought it was weird, like, when they went home to meet B's parents or, like, when they're all on the boat, that they're all just kind of, like, mingling about. And they really don't focus on B that much until she approaches them. And I didn't really know if that was, like, in line with how it really is on The Bachelor or if they – because in the season I watched, it it felt like the men were constantly, like, interrupting each other and, like, trying to get Mm -hmm. at her all the time. So she barely had any time to herself. 
That, I mean, that definitely is the case, but it's like the producers are so involved where, yeah. you know, like if, if they don't want you to meet them, you're not going to meet them. That's true. Thing. <laughs> it's like they, they have a story they are selling and it has, you know, you got to line up yeah. with what they're trying to sell. Very interesting. It's, the whole thing is the, just odd to me. And you, you do get that sense. Oh, yeah. Like she barely knows these people in the book. Right. Right. And so they, you know, you really kind of begin dating after the show, even if you leave engaged, yeah. you're still like, find out who another is <laughs> so when the book ends we find out that um ray has came back yeah ray basically is ready to sweep her off her feet they have like this insane makeout session he asked her to stay the night she says no and Freaking she basically hated that by the way i hated that she do, did that with him i was like do you know that ew. oh I you meant just the whole thing i was gonna say this this exact thing has happened to leads where they are just about <gasps> to go and choose somebody and they bring back their ex. Oh my god. Can you can you imagine? You no, know, I would like, be so embarrassed because that's like yes, your real the level life of trauma that you went through and you're like yes. trying to move past it. And plus two, it's almost always like if you went through something serious like that, it's almost always like a talking point in the show. Right. And so like everybody knows, you know, because you've been talking about it this whole time. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, here's this person. So I expected that to happen, but I was also disgusted. Yes. When it, it did make me really disappointed. I shouldn't say disappointed because it's such a human reaction. But like you're saying, like, we've been sitting there making out and like her even giving him the opportunity. I was cheering whenever Marin was like, don't oh let gosh. this man back yes. in your life. I was like, why are you so pathetic, B? Stop it. Like, again, right. if you're 23. And this had just happened, then I get it. But it's been 10 years. Like, no, he only wants you because you're now on TV. And all of these other hot men have now deemed you worthy. And right. so Ray doesn't have to feel embarrassed anymore that he And not you. only that, it had been a full year. Yes. From, from the time oh they had communicated. Gosh. If it had maybe been 10 days, maybe if it had maybe been a month. A freaking year, <laughs> and not only a year, but a year that you spent with your fiance, and you oh. all of a sudden decide, no, come on, get out I here. I know, so, so when horrible. She, when she sent him away and turned him down on national television, I was like, "That's what you get." That's right. That's right. I was really, <laughs> really happy, and I was so glad that they like brought him back for the reunion. And she was like, "Actually, I blocked you and all of your addresses, Ray. Sorry." The level of petty. And I also, I was, I mean, you know, this doesn't matter, but like, I was like, oh, wow, Sam gets to be the next main squeeze. I would read Sam. If they did a sequel, I would read it. Yes, I would. Please, Kate, stay in London. Write a sequel. Sam was cute. Okay, we only have a couple minutes left. I texted you or I sent you a message on Instagram when I started reading this book that the way this girl is described um, and her, like, just her like she writes a column for teen vogue she has uh, a popular instagram and a blog she is a very certain size and look it reminded me of this instagrammer who i love her instagram handle is near and char and her name is charlotte um and she's totally beautiful and she's got great style and she writes a column for teen vogue <laughs> i look it up Kate Stamen London follows her and she follows Kate. So I'm like, is this really oh. like, is she B? Is she B? Like, I am, 
I, I mean, very I guess everybody needs a muse. Right. I mean, you got to base it on somebody. Because <laughs> I, I just looked up Kate herself because I'm like, oh, she must be like a medium fat person. She's not. She's maybe like a size 12. Uh, so, yeah, maybe that was her muse. I'm very interested now. I'm like going to do a little bit of digging. Very fun. I um, I will say in this was really you know, as cheesy as this book was and as, like, fun and simple, mm-hmm. it was opening to me in certain ways, like, basically what you're saying, or what you're talking about, like, the medium fat and, like, the different, maybe some of the experiences that people have that I'm like, oh, like, that really does make me, as a reader, you know, think about. Yeah. I, I, did it beforehand. I felt like she treated it really, really well. And it it's also was refreshing in a way to read about someone who is like outside of the normal spectrum of this like cookie cutter person on this show but who loves fashion and loves clothes and I happen to love like descriptions of outfits in books I like that's something I really <laughs> enjoy so I liked that part but I also liked the ve- like it was just so realistic of the way like the worries she had and how she looked at herself and that she's she was on the outside this very confident person and who was trying to be neutral or body positive but she was pretty honest and like how she felt like it's still hard no matter what like you have to choose that I think that's for everybody like you you don't just decide to be body positive even if you're you know a fitness model and then all of a sudden you just love your body forever it just doesn't work like that and I I did appreciate that part of the book it's like everyone has a body everyone has flaws like and we all just have to work on it every day (laughs) forgiving ourselves for that exactly and just like working on the way that we view ourselves that is I feel like there's like a lifelong challenge. Um, I'm thinking about the <laughs> the boy in seventh grade that told me that my nose was a honker. Whenever I'm thinking about this, <laughs> I'm like, that okay. happened to you in seventh grade. Every in seventh, the, in seventh grade, Kevin, also when I was called Shrek. So it's just it's a rough year. It's so, and this man. Every time I think about that, I'm like, this man had a pinhead. Like, <laughs> I could have came back with vengeance and I just oh. let it go. It slipped through my fingers. <laughs> but you know, you know, what can well, you do? I'll one up you. I never said anything back to him when he called me Shrek, but then he lived in my neighborhood and came by my house for some reason, was outside my house, like saying something to my brothers. And we had this deranged golden retriever at the time. And my dog bit him <gasps> yes. yes thank you dog Sick him. <laughs> i like hated this dog but after that i was like you're a good he deserved boy. all the treats in the world <laughs> I know. he was he was like taunting him and like being mean to my brothers and the dog bit him it's like serve you right that oh, is what work. you get oh, don't you I love the thing vengeance is served i know <laughs> okay well in the next couple of weeks, uh, while we're gearing up for the new year, me and Lacey are going to try something a little different. Uh, we are going to kind of record some mini episodes just like on the world of entertainment at large and maybe some other 
like lighter topics on books that we've loved or more I don't know outside the scope of just a book review so hopefully you guys enjoy that we enjoyed this book I would say for most everyone I know that they would probably like it yes I agree I'm going to be a stan for Kate Stamen London yes. and her hopefully sequel a matter of fact maybe I'm going to follow her right now <laughs> and send her a DM so yeah we hope you guys will hang out with us again and this has been fun Let's let's just roll with it, baby. Let's just yep. do it. <laughs>